Hello and welcome back to Enlightenment and Laughter. And today we're going to be talking about anxiety and stress. Today I'm going to be joined by Elliot. Hello. And we're going to be talking about the effects of anxiety and stress, as well as we're going to be talking about our own personal experiences and celebrity stories, which might come as a bit of a surprise to some people. Well, the definition that is online for anxiety is that it's a feeling feeling of unease, such as worry or fear, that can be mild or severe. Everyone has feelings of anxiety at some point in their lives, For example, you may feel worried and anxious about sitting sitting an exam or having a medical test or a job interview. During these times, feeling anxious can be perfectly normal. However, some people find it hard to control their worries. Their feelings of anxiety are more constant and can often affect their daily lives. Anxiety is the main symptom of several conditions, including panic disorder, phobias, post-traumatic stress disorder, and social anxiety. Because with anxiety... As I said, like with the definition, like it's not just oh you have anxiety, you don't, because everyone feels anxious at some point in their lives, and it really just depends how severe your anxiety is. Yeah, it varies between like every person and everyone's story of their anxiety is different. Yeah, this kind of links into our second episode of the series, I think. Um, panic attacks, kind of. It's a big factor. It factors into it. Yeah, a big factor of anxiety are panic attacks because with a lot of people, the build-up of anxiety can get overwhelming, which leads to or expected panic attacks. So if you listen to that episode, I think we explain panic attacks a lot better. (laughs) But that's not the main focus of this episode. And both of us here have our own personal experiences of anxiety because we, we both suffer, I'd say, pretty severely yeah with it which is fun yay we're mentally (laughs) (laughs) but it's fine that means we get to sit here and talk to you guys about it and hopefully help you kind of understand that's the whole point of this episode is to kind of understand that when people say oh yeah i've got anxiety it's not like oh you're just nervous it's like yes for some people it genuinely is they're just nervous but for a lot of people, it's a lot more than, oh, you're just you're just overreacting. It's just a bit of nerves. Yeah, like, I have to live. It, like, you have to base your life, life around it and accommodate yourself. You've got to kind of learn what triggers your anxiety. So, you, so as, like, Elliot said, you can work around it. Like, with me, my anxiety gets really triggered when I'm in, like, crowded spaces. So I don't do that. <laughs> I avoid it as much as I can. Like, a lot of people at concerts are just like, oh, I want to be right at the front so I can see. I'm like, I'll stay at the back. Like, I don't want to be, like, encased by human beings. It's like, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I know I'm probably going to end up having a panic attack or freaking out. Oh, 
for like in, in assemblies at school. You're never in my assembly, so you never really know. But me and one of my mates, we we always go sit at the back, so no one's behind us because we hate people looking at us, like not looking at us, but like. We hate the thought of someone looking at us from behind us, like yeah. in assembly. It's like, like that's two completely different extre- extremes. Because like, if we do have to sit forward, we don't have like a full on breakdown about it. But it's just that like mindset of like we don't want to have a breakdown because of it. Whereas like the concept um idea is more of a I don't want to have a full on breakdown. <laughs> so it's like showing yeah. that contrast of like differences. What about you? What are some of your triggers? Some of my triggers are well, they're mainly based on uh my thalassophobia i don't think i've ever told you this before um but uh, my anxiety is mainly based around my phobia i have a phobia of uh large areas of water or deep water so no you've never told me that okay yeah not not something that i'm particularly willing to share with most people but uh yeah it just freaks me out i get really anxious i start panicking and it's like it gets really out of control so the only time i'll i'll ever be near like deep water and large areas of water is is if i'm with someone that i trust and someone that i can just block out the world with i think my advice about the whole anxiety like idea is make sure you have a person who understands it you don't want to not tell anyone and not have that one person who understands what you're going through because if you don't you feel really alone and isolated which can lead to other mental health problems like depression and that type of field. Yeah. I have, I pulled up a a, um, website from Mind, kind of helping me explain a bit more about anxiety because as much as we have our own experiences, we're nowhere near experts and we want to do our best to show to you guys, like, this is what's happening when you can consider it a mental health problem, which is what I've got here. So, yeah. Anxiety can become a mental health problem if it impacts your ability to live your life as as fully as you want to. For example, it may be a problem if your feelings of anxiety are very strong or last for a long time, your fears and worries... Your fears or worries are out of proportion to the situation. You avoid situations that might cause you to feel anxious. Your worries feel very distressing or hard to control. You regularly experience symptoms of anxiety, which could include panic attacks. You could you can find it hard to go about your everyday life and enjoy things you do. That's their like definition of when you can start to realise that you like it is a mental health problem because it affects everything you do. Like it'll it'll stop you from doing some of the things you do love doing. And I feel like that's impacted both of our lives. Because there's many things I've gone, no, thank you, I'm not going to go do that, have a panic attack, goodbye. Like, Like it impacts what you enjoy doing. And no matter how much you, like like you said earlier, no matter how much you love an artist and you want to be at the front of their concert, seeing them up close, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you could be, um harmed or you could like you know get like become out of control in front of other people that don't know how to handle you so you just have to sacrifice something that you could really enjoy doing just because you don't want to get yourself hurt yeah and another one for me is like my anxiety 
leads me to overthink a lot. And like I won't go I won't walk like alone, like when it gets later at night. I won't do it. It's like no, no thanks. This 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 could happen, this could happen, this could happen. Yeah. Or whatever. And my brain always thinks of the, all the negatives. It's always like, but this could happen. This could happen. It's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Or like when I'm home alone, I go to my room and shut my door. I sit there and I stare at the door. Like. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. That's why, I'm, that's why in my room, my bed is right in front of my door. It's the same at night, though. I want to go to bed at night. I sit there and stare at my door for ages. I'm like, I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust what's going to happen. Like, what's going to happen? Similarly, we like sleeping. I struggle to sleep at night because I'm thinking like, oh, what if a fire, fire starts? What if someone breaks in? Like, you know, all those type of scenarios. Yeah. yeah. And it is really difficult to like overcome that, like as I'm as I know, because like I haven't still. But like it makes it easier when you do have those people kind of just going, Hey, you're being an idiot. Yeah. You know they don't mean it in a mean way. You know they love you and you they're trying to be there, like snap out of it. Like everything yeah. every little thing is gonna be alright. Yeah. I love how we can just randomly burst into song. It's quite funny. Yeah, but it's fun though. I've realised most of the people on, on this podcast are very musical. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because this is a little bit of a sidetrack for you guys, but I'm going to link it into this because with my anxiety, music helps me calm down. Yeah. I'd say... Music is definitely one of my things where I'm like, okay, I can break away from the world. It's kind of like, hey, goodbye world, I'm not going to stress about you for five minutes. I'm going to deal with my problems, and I'm going to like, just listen to music, and it calms me down. And the funny thing about this podcast is, m- me, you, Evie, um, Erin, mm-mm, again. I don't know the names, so give me a second. What are the names on this? Ah, yes. Me, you, Rose, Sky, Amelia, Phoenix. Fuck. This is so difficult. <laughs> me, you, Rose, Sky, Sharky, Amelia, Evan and Jamie were all really... Musical, like we all sing and we all yeah, enjoy music. We're all, yeah, we're all in the theatrics. We we just, you know, we're music people. And like when you find that comfort like that, it really helps. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be the interesting part about this. Is we're going to look into sixteen celebrities who all have anxiety disorders that you might not realize. So, uh, Evan, come on, Evan, you're Elliot. So, Elliot, <laughs> do you, if we go back and forth reading them, read one each, like one, 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 one. Yep. Okay. I will read the first one, if I can get off my phone. 
Okay. The first one on the list is Megan the Stallion. She's a rapper. And in tw- in in a twenty tw- a twenty twenty two song Anxiety, Megan the Stallion opened up about her being a bad bitch with bad anxiety. All I really want to hear is it'll be okay. Bounce back because a bad bitch can have bad days. Losing both parents, her father losing both parents, her father when she was in ninth grade and her mother in twenty nineteen helped the Grammy Award winning artist realise she needed to seek mental health support. Now in this space, I've lost both my both of my parents, so now I'm like, oh my gosh, who do I talk to? What do I do? And I just started learning that it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to want to go to therapy. The Her rapper said during this the season premiere of actor Tar Tarji P. Henson's Facebook watch series, Peace of Mind with Tarji. It also led her to launch a mental health resources website, Bad Bitches Have Bad Days Too, in August 2022. The website offers links to to therapy platforms, hotlines, and resources for people in specific communities, including LGBTQ communities and Black communities. Okay, so second on our list, we have Jonah Hill, an actor and a filmmaker. Uh, A series of anxiety attacks anxiety attacks caused John Hill to announce in August 2022 that he was stepping back from promoting his films, including a mental health documentary about himself and his therapist called called Stutz. Just saying, it's Jonah. Jonah, yeah. I'm so great, in, in his words, I'm so grateful that the film will make this world premiere a prestigious film festival this fall and I can't wait to share this with audiences around the world in hope that it will help those struggling however you won't see me out in the promoting this film or any of my upcoming films while I take this important step to protect myself um, this statement um, issued to deadline um, if I make myself sicker by going out there and promoting it it would be acting true to myself or to the film Okay, this one shocked me. Kendall Jenner, reality TV star. In a four-part interview with Vogue, Kendall Jenner spoke openly about what it's like to live with anxiety. I remember being really young and having shortness of breath and going to my mum and telling her, said Jenner. In hindsight, now I know that was obviously anxiety. Now when Jenner finds herself struggling with anxiety, including social anxiety, a fear of being watched and judged by others. She turns to strategies proven to help her face the, the day with a calmer, more positive mindset, she explained in an April 2022 Instagram post. Some of, some of those go-to strategies Jenna wrote are deep breathing, journaling, practicing gratitude, and being out in the sun. That one really did shock me, though, because you wouldn't expect someone who is on reality TV a lot, like, you get to see their life and like a big version of their life. You wouldn't expect, at least I wouldn't expect someone like that to like go through that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. This is the this is the fun this is the fun one next. Yeah. Um. Um. Ex Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, 
Um, shortly after the death of his mother, Princess Diana of Wales, in 1997, Prince Harry experienced severe anxiety and panic attacks. In his words, before I even left the house for royal engagements, I was pondering with sweat on my head, my heart racing. It was a fight or flight mode. Harry disclosed in the the discoveries that me you can't see on Apple TV Plus. That led to the young royal turning to substances to try and cope with his overwhelming emotions. I was willing to drink. I was willing to take drugs. I was willing to try and do the things that made me feel less like I was feeling, he explained. I would probably drink a week worth in one day on a Friday or a Saturday night. Spending 10 years in British Army brought the prince solace because it allowed him to escape the constant media coverage of his life. He said in the interview with Vanity Fair, published in April 2022. After marrying at age 33, Harry and his wife, Meghan McCarkle, stepped back from representing the Queen and uh, at official engagements. In January 2020, later they moved to California and interviewed with Oprah Winfrey that arrived in March 2021. The couple explained those decisions and steamed from the negative mental health impact of serving as work in royals, as well as her media coverage of their family. Okay, that one I do want to speak about, because it really shows, especially with the world that we're living in, how much social media affects these mental health problems like anxiety and depression. Yeah. Like, it adds that bigger pressure, because there's more people seeing you, and you have more people's opinions that you really don't care about. Yeah, and and like, in his case, he didn't have any control over the fact that he was famous because he was born it, considering he was a part of the royal family. I feel bad for all the royals, if I'm honest. As much as I don't... I'll I'll say this. I'm not a big royalist. I don't really keep up with all of it. But I feel bad for the royals because... They have to act a certain way. They are born born into this life, which they don't get to choose, like you said. Yeah. Like they're born into this life, they don't get a choice of how they live it. It's more like you're a royal. You have to be this way. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised he did have trouble with anxiety and substance abuse because there's a lot of pressure on the royal family to be prim and proper. Yeah. Okay, the next one we have is Selena Gomez, a singer and actress. When pop star Selena Gomez took a career break in 2016, it was because of panic attacks, depression and anxiety connected to having being diagnosed with lupus, according to People. Then in October 2018, People reported that she was, that she has sought treatment for her mental health after suffering a panic attack while in the hospital for a low blood set, blood there a low white blood cell count a complication often associated with kidney kidney transplants and people with lupus gomez had received a kidney transplant in the summer of 2017 from her best friend francia racia earlier in 2018 she spoke to harper bazaar about why she was having take while she was taking her time creating new music i have a lot of issues with depression depression and anxiety and i've been very vocal about it 
But it's not something I feel I'll ever overcome, she said. I want to make sure I'm healthy, if that's good. Everything else will fall into place. More recently, in the 2022 Apple TV documentary titled Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me, she went into detail about her years of treatment for both physical and mental issues. I'm a little nervous, but excited to share this with you all. Gomez wrote on her Instagram just days before the release of the trailer of the film in October. In addition, the Only Only Murders in the Building star has been seeking to normalise conversations about mental health through her platform, Wondermind, which she co-founded in 2021. I I think that's, like, I respect the celebrities who do that, who go, I'm struggling right now, I need a break from all the celebrity, like, ness. (laughs) And they kind of go, I need a break, just give me five minutes to sort myself out and focus on me. Yeah. I applaud celebrities who do that, like Lewis Capaldi at the minute. Yeah. He's took a break from touring because of his Tourette's. It's a bit different, obviously. But I respect celebrities who do that because as much as, like, yeah, they are in the limelight, they are in the spotlight, and they're, like, big up to be, oh, yeah, look, it's Lewis Capaldi, Selena Gomez, whoever else we've said in here. They're still a human who had these issues, like us. Yeah. It, it just, it brings the world to a reality check. Like, these people aren't gods. They're just people that have risen from the prospect of just being, like, ordinary people you see on the streets, people that you see on TV, and people that you just, like, that the world knows about because they became famous and known. Yeah. Our next person, celebrity, shall I say, is Marcus Morris, a professional fo- uh, basketball player, not football. Yeah, definitely, definitely not feet, hands. Oh Jesus. Um, Los Angeles Clippers small forward Marcus Morris grew up in northern Philadelphia neighborhood filled with gang violence and environments that contributed to his anxiety and depression, he says. I've seen guys get shot just for sitting on the wrong front step. Morris divulged in a 2018 interview with Espen. You wake up every day thinking, how am I going to protect myself? Throughout high school, Morris and his identical twin brother, Markeith, excelled at basketball. But after joining the NBA in 2011 and then jumping from team to team, he began feeling increasingly anxious about his play. Soon he found himself trying to self-medicate anxiety and away with sleep pills and marijuana to no avail. After seeing a mental health therapist, Morris began to feel calmer and happier and more productive. He also relies on daily medication to help himself feel constant uh, focused, centred, focused on the present moment and in control of his emotions even in stressful situations. A lot of these, as you keep seeing, they're all linking back into st- substance abuse. Yeah. And as you can see, a lot of topics we do talk about and mental health on a whole, they all link together. And as much as we wish they didn't, they do, and we can't ignore that. So 
yeah, it's kind of like yeah. a lot of the stuff we talk about do link together, unfortunately. So, yeah. like depression and anxiety, they're, they're two which are like closely linked. Yeah, they're always, when, when you talk about one of them, the other one always comes up. Yeah. The next one did shock me, if I'm honest, because of who she is. Lady Gaga, singer, songwriter, and actress. The shallow singer was frank about her mental health issues in a 2015 interview with Billboard. I've suffered through depression and anxiety in my entire life. I still suffer with it every single day, Gaga said. I openly admit to having battled both, and I have, I, I think a lot of people do, Gaga told the British newspaper The Mirror in 2016. I think it's better when we all say cheers and fess up, fess up to it. In in 2012, the Grammy Award-winning artist, born Stefani Joan Angelina Gamotta, created this Born This Way Foundation to build empowered communities that improve mental health resources for young adults. The foundation's mission is to be kinder, to build a kinder and braver world, said Gaga in the video on the foundation's website. That's really good, though, because a few of these celebrities have set up websites and helplines and many different ways to help people who've gone through experiences like themselves. Yeah, it's nice to say that they they realise what they're going through isn't just a them thing and they, they strive to help other people with it. Yeah. It's nice to see that they're also taking their status, which they have to obviously realise they have, unfortunately. Yeah. And they are using it for something good. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is a name that probably everyone knows the most out of all of these people. Ariana Grande. Following a booming... Brain (laughs) not wording. It's fine. Following a bombing during her Manchester, uh, Manchester Arena concert in May 2017, as reported by History.com, Ariana Grande experienced symptoms of post, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. According to British Vogue cover story, in which she also revealed, I've always had anxiety. But that anxiety, along with depression, reached an all-time high in 2019, when, when a bout of panic attacks led, led her to cancel a meet and greet before a performance in Belgium. I have been given, I have been giving you all I've got and trying to push through as hard as I can and mask it, she said in a statement. In 2021, the Brethren singer announced a, a collaborate, collaboration with BetterHelp, a virtual therapy platform to give, a, to give away one, billion, one million worth of therapy. So I hope that the, I so hope this will be helpful starting point and that you'll be able to build space for this in your lives and continue grande wrote in a post on instagram healing not linear easy but easy worth the effort and time i promise i cannot read today apparently it's fine we know know what you're trying to say yeah next up is gina rodriguez thank you gina rodriguez an actress from Jane the Virgin. In 2017, the Jane the Virgin star star took a silent, makeup-free video of herself 
for her photographer's photographer friend, Anton Sagigus. Ten second portraits project on Instagram, which has been reposted on ET online. I suffer from anxiety, and watching this clip, I could see how anxious I was. I empathize with myself, Rodrigo wrote on Instagram. I wanted to protect her and tell her everything's okay to be anxious. There is nothing different or strange about having anxiety, and I will prevail. I like watching this video. It makes me uncomfortable, but there is a freedom I feel. Maybe even an acceptance. This is me, Puro Gina. That is really like a really like empowering, powering story. Yeah, it like it just the way that she puts it. Just it, I feel like it can connect with people the way that she's written it. Like, yeah, the way she said it and the way that it's written in this article, just like. You can feel this connection, like, like that, like you could just see it and feel, yeah, I understand how you're feeling. And also, she kind of has that knowledge of like, yes, that I have this issue, I have this mental health like problem, but I'm not going to let that stop me from working with it and experiencing it and continuing my life, which is really empowering. As someone who lets it affect their life a lot. Yeah, it, it's it's nice to see someone that has the same worries and the same doubts and the same, you know, thoughts as you and to see them be so successful and see them be just plainly who they are. Yeah. Oh, you got a film one next, another reality TV star. Kim Kardashian. In 2016 episode of Keeping Up with Kardashians, fashion mogul and reality TV icon Kim Kardashian opened up about her anxiety, particularly around car crashes, and, and said she had started seeing a therapist. Her younger sister, Kendall Jenner, also struggles with anxiety and sleep paralysis. And in the same episode, they attended a meditation class together, and as reported by US as the way of easing their symptoms. Just a month prior to that episode, Kardashian had also been bound and held at gunpoint in a Paris hotel bedroom. I definitely got a lot more anxiety today, simply with people knowing your every move, Kardashian told the T, the News Times Star magazine Singapore. In September 2017 interview, Kardashian felt that the robbery in Paris, as well as quarantining during the start of COVID-19 pandemic, led her to develop agoraphobia, an anxiety disorder involving extreme fear of entering open or crowded places, leaving one's home or being in a place that's difficult to escape, according to the independent newspaper. Wow. I didn't know any of that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a lot. Like, I feel like I'm glad they mentioned COVID because I feel like for a lot of people, COVID amplified everyone's anxiety. Even if you don't struggle with it that bad, it was the fear of like going out into the world and being like, wait a minute, we could die. (laughs) Because the last time. Like, we had something like this was years ago. 
like many years ago when the whole world shut down it was like a worldwide problem
wait a minute, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can overcome it and like learn how to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, it's my go. <laughs> Marty Fish, former professional tennis player turned golfer. During the 2012 US Open Tennis Open, tennis player Marty Fish withdrew from the tournament for health reasons, according to USA Today. Later, it was revealed that he's been living with a severe anxiety disorder that includes panic attacks, sleepless nights, and days spent in isolation. Fortunately, after Fish's psychiatrist prescribed him medication, he began to feel relief. Fish has since returned, retired from tennis, and says that anxiety is no longer an enemy. I was in a bad shape and I got out of it and thrived, Fish explained to Golf Digest in an article posted online March 16th, 2022. It's not something that will go away for good, but have really good days almost every day. I'm just loving this. I'm loving like, hearing all these stories. It, it looked... Oh. This next one is very much a surprise to me. Kesha, a singer and songwriter. In her yeah. words, I've, I've battled a lot of things, including anxiety and depression. In the Grammy, in the Grammy nominee reeled to the billboard magazine in 2016 finding the strength to come forward about those things is not easy but maybe by telling my story i can help someone else going through tough times the following year in november kesha penned an article for time magazine describing how hard holidays can be when you have a mental illness like anxiety the holiday season is supposed to be the most festive and fun time of the year, but sometimes it can quickly become a stressful and emotional time, she wrote. This is especially true for those who struggle with mental illness, be it depression, anxiety, addiction, or any other challenges. Her anxiety has not gone away, but Kesha reported in an interview on Rinfrey 29 that she has learned ways to cope with it. I go through waves of intense anxiety, and then there are moments where I just take a bubble bath and do a face mask and try to relax and accept. None of us really know how to cope with this, so it helped me to realise that we're all experiencing a roller coaster of emotions, and that's okay. That's, that is really, I love this. I love hearing these like really like inspirational people being like, yeah, I have a lot going on. Yes, I have a lot of these problems, but there is ways to get through it. And, like, that is kind of the main message of this episode for us. It's going, yes, it's really difficult. Yeah, it's really tough. But there's always that light at the end of the tunnel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, yay. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried, actress. Yeah. I'm on Lex, Lex, Lexapro, and I'll never get off it, the actress told a law magazine in 2016, referring to the selective serotonin reuptake inhi inhibitor, SSRI, commonly prescribed 
to, to treat generalized anxiety disorder, GAD, and depression. I've been on it since I was 19, so 11 years ago. I'm on the lowest dose, and I don't see the point of getting off it, said Seyfried, who Time magazine named one of the most 100, one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2022. Whether it's placebo or not, I don't want to risk it. And what and what are you fighting against? Just the stigma of using a tool? A mental a mental illness is some is a thing that people cast in a different category from other illnesses. But I don't think it is. It should be taken as seriously as anything else. The Mamma Mia and Les Miserables star has also been open about her obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, which shares characteristics of anxiety disorders. You don't see you don't see the mental illness. It's not mass, it's not a cyst, but it's there. She continued in the interview with a law. Why do you need to prove it? If you can just treat it, you treat it. I had a pretty bad me- mental health anxiety that came from the OCD, and I thought I had a tumour in my brain. I had an MRI, and the neurologist referred to me as, referred to a, referred me to a psychiatrist. As I get older, the compulsive thoughts and fears have diminished a lot. Knowing that a lot of my fears are not really based are not reality based really helps. Like once again, another influential person going, I'm getting my help. It does not concern you. Like, leave me be. Let me let me figure out my issues. Yeah. Do you want to read our, our last and final celebrity? Yeah. Leonard Dunham, writer, actress, and producer. The girl's executive producer, director, and writer has her fair share of first-hand experience with GAD and OCD. In fact, she has written about it extensively in her show, as well as in her memoir, Not That Kind of Girl. And in a detailed account of her childhood therapy sessions for the New Yorker. I don't remember a time not being anxious, she declared to a panel at New York Presidential Youth Anxiety Centre in February 2017, reported Vogue. I would tell my younger self to squeeze my dog tightly and read a, read a book to meditate and breathe. Dunham told people also in 2017, and to understand that I'm not alone, that there are so many other kids like me who are suffering this way, the greatest thing I can do for them and myself is to be honest. In 2020, people people reported that Dunham had told 3 million followers that she had found relief from her anxiety symptoms through exercise. To those struggling with anxiety, OCD, depression... I know it's mad annoying when people tell you to exercise and it took me six medicated years to listen. She wrote, I'm glad I did it. It ain't it ain't about the ass, it's about the brain. Additionally reporting by Tina Vogt. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think... Hearing these stories always makes me a bit like speechless <laughs> because you never really realize like 
how much people do go through and don't open up about it until later on in their life or like not openly it's like open as you find out like there's so yeah. many people who go through the stuff that we go through every day and they are still these inspirational people yeah and i just say find your like find your way which helps you calm down because meditation doesn't work for everyone music doesn't work for everyone medication definitely doesn't work for everyone and substance abuse is never is a never is never a good way to deal with it yeah never a good way to deal with your mental health problems cuz as like as we, as me and me and Evan spoke about in our depression episode, Matthew Perry had his had his like depression and anxiety about being on stage during Friends, and he drank and he did drugs and he still does that now or did that recent like up until recently, and it never helped. It just got him to he got it got him to almost death. It didn't help with any of his actual problems. It made everything worse. Substance abuse doesn't help, but there are many other ways like therapies, music, meditation, all these other different ways to help you get through it. And as Emma Stone said, you don't have to be an actress or a writer to do it. You can do it. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? That that almost made me cry, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah. So, what's your overall message then from this episode? Overall message: find find someone you trust, find someone you can talk to, and just let it all out. Just don't carry the burden by yourself. Talk to people. Okay. And my overall message is: it doesn't matter what you look like, what gender you are, what sexuality you are, if you're famous or not. You can you can always find peace and we believe in you to find your own way out of it and there's always someone who's there who's willing to help you. You can remember it and you can do it. This has been a great episode. We've loved sitting down and talking about it. And if you like our episodes, please follow the podcast because we we upload weekly most of the time (laughs) unless we have a mental health breakdown which happens a lot we we work on it we 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 will always release well it might take us a couple months because there's a lot of stuff you guys don't see which happen behind the scenes like evan and uh, evan and sharky who work on the podcast art our editor jamie and amelia who both work on the YouTube side of everything. Me, Rose, and Elliot, who work on the Instagram side. And then the rest of us who work on the podcast side, recording all the episodes, and I have to edit all the episodes. And there's a lot of work that goes into it, but it also gives us a lot of time to plan new stuff, which I'm going to give you a little inside something quickly now. We're working on a new project for the YouTube channel. And it's going to involve everyone 
every one of our CAF member CAF members. They are, they will be CAF members, but we'll get into that in a minute. Every one of our team members. And me and Rose have wrote a Doctor Who like parody type script called Doctor Who Lost and Found. And Woo! we're writing it into a audio, like an audio play. And we're going to be releasing like episodes onto our YouTube channel. It'll be like, we'll all, like, we'll have characters casted. There'll be characters from Doctor Who, which we're going to use, but also a lot of new characters who we've made ourselves. So even if you're not a fan of Doctor Who, please listen because we put a lot of effort into it. And the stories are going to be really fun and interesting, funny, but also a side of seriousness. And you get to see us all work together for once because. With a podcast and the YouTube, we are all working on separate things all the time. This will be the one project we're all working on together. So please give it a listen. So follow our YouTube. Nope. Follow our Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube and follow the podcast. And this podcast isn't just on Spotify. Our podcast is also on other different sites that you can find it. Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, all these other different sites. So, yeah. If you want to give it a listen, give it a listen. Listen to our old episodes because we have many episodes out and we have many planned for the future. And then if you like this episode, listen next week because we'll have a new episode coming out. See ya.